0: this is dave and i'm here with ethan and together we are dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird owl
1: podcast episode 185 inch on this episode we conclude our interview with vincent patterson the choreographer and opposing gang leader from weird owls eat it music video it's Dave and ethan's
2: 2000 inch weird owl
3: it's a podcast about Weird Al. Steve and
2: Ethan's inch Weird
3: Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast
2: is about Weird Al. Steve and Weird Al you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Steve and inch Weird Al podcast.
0: Well, Ethan, our listeners have spoken. They want to hear the rest of our interview with the amazing Vincent Patterson.
1: All right. All right. We can make that happen, dear listeners. We just need to push a few buttons, you know, here and there. Oh, boy. You remember what happened the last time we pushed some buttons. (laughs) Good point. Let's leave it to our good-for-nothing intern Frank who is somehow good for pushing buttons. Yeah, if he's so bad,
0: how is he so good at pushing buttons? Sorry, Dave,
1: no time to explain, because it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al Related News! The unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised Vanity Tour starts back up again tomorrow, February 2nd. Weird Al's first stop will be in Kalamazoo, Michigan, then onto Nashville and Springfield, Illinois, and then Saginaw and Detroit, Michigan before heading overseas to Europe, and then Australia, and finishing up in Hawaii. Now, Ethan intends to be at all of the North American shows, so if you will be
0: there too, he would love to say hello to you, and he would love for you to take some of
1: our commemorative wooden nickels. We also intend to record bonus episodes for all these North American shows, so be sure to sign up over at patreon.com 2000inch because not only will you get early access to these episodes, you'll also be supporting the podcast. It's a win-win-win! Win! win, win. win and everybody
0: wins because this episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant burrito burrito in troy new york home of the two pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito and wizard burger in albany new york come on down to burrito burrito and burrito burrito your burrito burrito or hop on over to wizard burger for mouth-watering loaded dare i say beefy vegan burgers from troy to albany to your nearest burrito burrito and wizard burger feed the hungry with out of this world plant-based real food always vegan style so so visit
1: burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. There's some big news coming from friend of the podcast, UH Jeff Ducera, for the documentary he's producing, Show Gals, A Serious Look into the Absurd World of Titan Nerdy, the first and only burlesque troupe devoted to Weird Al Yankovic. So we figured
0: he better be the one to tell you. Please welcome back to the podcast... Our friend UH
3: Jeff Newsara. So, all right, Jeff, tell us all about it. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me back, you guys. <laughs> I think we just heard your cat Chloe meow. <laughs> yeah, Chloe is also excited to be back on the podcast, as always.
1: <laughs> I wonder if Chloe's the most frequent animal guest of the podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's certainly the loudest. I'll tell you that, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Jeff, we understand you have some big news coming up regarding the documentary. What can you tell us?
3: We do. Uh, In case you weren't paying attention, uh, we dropped our teasers last week. We have two teasers. One is a safe-for-work version, and one is an NC-27 version (laughs) that you can only see when you sign up at showgalsthemovie.com. And uh, no one else knows this yet, except for you and your audience, but we are going to launch a Kickstarter on Tuesday, February 7th. That's 2-7-2023. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) Giving everyone a chance to support this super weird project and uh, hopefully get some uh, exciting rewards while you're at it. So
1: Jeff, what can you tell us about the Kickstarter that's coming out next week? What is the money for?
3: The money is for the film, basically everything that we still need to do. So so my producing partner, Jonathan, and I, we self-funded our, all of our shoots, um, and we shot probably over 100 hours of footage. So now we need someone to go through that footage and make it not a hundred hours long. Um, So we'll be hiring a producer to do that. We'll be hiring an editor to cut the film down so that again, it's not a hundred hours long. We also need to uh, clear some music. You know, Al's tracks are a big part of this, uh, of their show. And we would like them to be a big part of our movie. But Al, you know, doesn't have the rights to his parodies as you know. So we have to go through a lot of steps to get that music cleared so that we don't get sued to death uh, when we use them.
0: This documentary sounds like it's going to be so exciting. I really hope everybody goes over to Kickstarter to support it. How, Jeff, do we get to this Kickstarter?
3: The Kickstarter will launch again on 2.7 and you can find it Bear to be stupid.com. <laughs> And by following our social media, which you can find at showgalsthemovie.com. We have uh, all of our trailers are there. Uh, we will also be dropping a uh, it's not a trailer for legal reasons and for reasons including uh, we don't have a movie yet. Uh, but it's, it's more like a proof of concept uh, three to four minute video uh, that we're gonna, we're gonna release next Tuesday in conjunction with the Kickstarter. Uh, which you know you'll see the women performing. You'll see some clips of of Al being interviewed. Um, it, it's it's a very exciting, and you'll sort of get a, a bigger picture of what this film really is all about. Um, it's definitely you know uh, of course it's it's weird and funny. It's a weird Al burlesque shoot, like they're hilarious. <laughs> but there's also a, a a lot of you know uh, themes of inclusion and body positivity and and things that. Uh, kind of make you feel warm and fuzzy inside, maybe, if we do it right.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so excited. I know Dave and I have seen, you know, an early cut of this video that you're talking about and we absolutely love it. We're so excited that this project is finally coming to a head and, and you're getting the funding, and there's a clear path to us finally getting to see it because we're so excited. So, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We can follow along with all the progress by going to showgalsthemovie.com. That'll take us to all your social media. That'll let us sign up to see the NC-27 version and get updates about the project <laughs> and Kickstarter. And as you said, to that's B A R E to be stupid.com. That'll let us go and sign in on Kickstarter and we'll get alerted as soon as it launches.
3: Indeed, you will. <laughs> thank you guys so much for your time. I'm very excited.
1: Well,
0: thank you once again, UH Jeff. It is always a pleasure to have you on the podcast and it's always a pleasure to hear from your wonderful cat, Chloe. Be sure to check out everything about Show gals by heading over to ShowgalsTheMovie.com and make sure you are signed up on. Beartobestupid.com for all the latest on the Kickstarter
1: campaign. Weird Al has been keeping busy promoting The Illustrated Al, his brand new graphic novel, and the upcoming 2023 tour very recently. In the podcast world, Weird Al has guested on the Anti Donna podcast, How Did We Get Weird with Vanessa and Jonah Byer podcast, and the Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast.
0: On Howie's podcast, they talk about how he was name-dropped in... Weird the Al Yankovic story, and Al even reluctantly tattoos his name onto a fan's
1: leg. Well, Dave, you're kind of the Weird Al tattoo guy. Would you allow Weird Al himself to tattoo you if the opportunity came up? Ooh, gotta pass. I'll leave the tattooing to the professionals. I can't believe we didn't think to have Weird Al tattoo our intern Frank. Eh, (laughs) not a
0: huge deal. The ones that we gave to Frank are perfectly fine.
1: Eh, you're right, Dave. Even though Ronald Reagan looks a little more like Gallagher, it's still a nice piece.
0: Well, Weird Al was also recently on KHON2 News, based out of Hawaii, to promote his tour stops on the islands.
1: It's a fun interview, and we posted it over in our official Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com, so head over and check it out.
0: All right, Ethan, it's time to move on to the final part of our interview with choreographer Vincent Patterson. Already in progress, we pick up where we left off on last episode, right before the epic cliffhanger.
2: And actually you know what else I have I don't even know how many people have this weird owl gave out eat it t-shirts Really and I actually kept mine yeah and I don't oh, wow. I've never seen another person with one and I think they're really really rare but yeah I have my eat it t-shirt as I mean that says "Eat It" on it, wow. as well as the black and yellow t-shirt. Wow. Yeah, that I wore. Yeah, it's a real keeper. <laughs> we would love to see
1: a photo of that, and I'm, I know our listeners would love to see a photo of that too. That'd be very cool to see. Oh, great!
2: Well, I'll take a picture, and you tell me where to send it. <laughs> sure. <will. laughs>
1: sure. So, when you described working with Michael Jackson, you, you sort of. You know, you said he came in, he's kind of quiet, he's kind of shy at first, and then he really, you know, yeah. gets into his element. And that's sort of what we've heard a lot of when we talk to people who've worked with Weird Al. Did you feel that same way about Al, or how would you compare the two of
2: them? Well, you know, I really regard Al as, as, a, as a major talent. I mean, it takes a lot to be able to do a parody that can really pay off, that, does two things that does make fun of the situation, but does it in a loving way. That's not easy. It's easy yeah. to ridicule. It's not easy to do a great parody. And I think that Weird Al is just a master of this, absolute master, uh, but very different than Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is kind of, I don't, want to, I don't mean this negatively at all, but kind of schizophrenic in that he's this, he, he was this uh, quiet, quiet, sweet, Just gentle man that you would work with and talk to and laugh with and he even kind of laughed like the way I know a lot of Japanese women do where they cover their mouths over because they don't want to be impolite Mm, you know okay um and 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 yet when that music turned on he became a a monster a musical monster like uh, you, you just couldn't even imagine it just just a monster um in a good way I mean not not negatively yeah but Weird Al was kind of like He was always a sweetheart all through the rehearsals. He was just as crazy as he was when we were shooting, you know, laughing, having a great time, you know, us coming up with crazy gags and stuff (laughs) like that. And uh, he didn't really change that much from the rehearsal period to the shooting period. He was the same guy, same good all around guy. (laughs) (laughs) Good to hear
0: (laughs) you. All right. And I got to ask you, Vince, and you can be honest here. It's okay. Uh, how does Weird Al's dancing compare to Michael Jackson's dancing?
2: Oh, well, you know, Weird Al is probably the better dancer.
0: You know? <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. Agree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you asked me to be truthful here, guys. You know, right, what can right. I say? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. Uh, uh, the thing about Michael is he had to really work at it all the time. He, rehearsals, he had to work and work and work. Weird Al had to hardly work at all. It was so in his body, it was so natural to him. I mean, it, it, he's a born dancer. What can I say? Wow. He's a born dancer. You know, he could have <laughs> danced circles around Michael Jackson. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> You heard it here first.
3: (laughs) And last, probably.
2: (laughs) I love laughing with you guys. So,
1: Vincent, uh, before we started recording, you you told us a little bit about uh, the background for the rubber chicken that you're holding in the (laughs) video. Uh, I would love to to hear that story.
2: (laughs) Well... Well, what happened was, listen, I love crazy people. I'm a crazy guy myself. And uh, we were in rehearsal and they were just going to do the same. We're in rehearsal with Weird Al and they were going to do the same thing as we had done in Beat It, which was someone steps in and takes a little rope and wraps it around your wrists. And then you kind of pretend you have this knife fighting situation. Well, I said to Weird Al, hey, you know what? I got a rubber chicken at home. (laughs) I'd really love to do something with it. And he kind of looked at me a little odd. And I said, no, 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 not that. But uh, I I I don't know what's going on in your head, man. But I'm just thinking about bringing it in as a prop. So anyway, I brought it in and uh and he loved it i said i think this is so much funnier let's just hold on to this rubber chicken rather than have our wrists tied together and he was for it three thousand percent of course <laughs> of course anything anything that could make it more insane anything uh, <laughs> oh we played with some fun stuff like what happens if you bang into me this way? Well, what happens if you bang into me this way? Well, how about if I fall this way or what, what happens if I fall this way? I mean, it was crazy. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was like not really like learning choreography as much as learning a kind of, um, I don't know, slapstick routines in a way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was cool.
1: And so you know, we first learned about you, Vincent, when we were talking to Bermuda, when his book, Black and White and Weird All Over was coming out. And he just he yeah. talked about how he got in touch with you and found out that you are the one who still has that rubber chicken. Uh, <laughs> where, I, I have to assume it's it's been bronzed and it's the centerpiece of your mantle. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Are you
2: kidding? It's totally bronze. It has a little plaque in the front of it, you know. Um, it actually has its heritage, you know, who its parents were and, you know, where I got it. And, uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, the poor thing was never named. But um, to me, it's just the golden chicken. That's what I call it. golden chicken. And there it sits on my mantle place. My mantle by the power place. Absolutely. Right next to Michael Jackson's glove and, you know, what else? Uh, <laughs> More prominently displayed than the glove, I hope. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's center. It's front and center. Oh, the glove is a little off to the oh, side. Good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: good. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm just surprised that the uh, the archive gallery didn't go after the chicken and uh, instead right. they went for the fan. Or... Well,
2: I am too. I am too. I, I guess they didn't realize. I mean, I guess it's easy to replace a rubber chicken and put a fake one in there, you know, mm. but uh, yeah, I, I, they had asked me about that rubber chicken, but I, but I said, you know, I think these other pieces might be a little bit more interesting. Okay. So <laughs> they, they passed on the rubber. Chicken, you know? They passed.
1: on. The rubber. Did anything else from eat it, make it home with you and is it still in your collection?
2: No, just the happiness in my heart from having uh. spent that time with weird Al and, uh. and all the crazy people that surround him and, you know, it was such a joyful shoot. It was such, I, I mean, it was one of those gigs that uh, you can't even call them gigs because gig means work. And it, it, it was more like play, you know, yeah. seriously. I mean, it was nothing but laughter the entire time. Now, in that way, I have to say, working with Michael Jackson, there was a lot of that that went on in rehearsals. Um, we would work, focus and focus and focus and work really hard and then just crack up over the craziest things and laugh and laugh and laugh. and and But, you know, with Weird Al, it was just laughter the whole time. Everybody. And, and every time he would come up with a new gag or something, we all got hysterical. And, <laughs> oh, my God, he's just the funniest man. And sweet, you know, just so sweet and kind and unassuming and humble. And, you know, just... Uh, I don't know, just fun, basically fun. F-U-N. Yeah. Fun, fun, <laughs> yeah. fun. Truly.
0: Now I'm curious, something like you know, either where you're dancing with the rubber chicken, or you've got the uh, the knife and the fork, and you're dancing with that. Is is that coming from? Well, the rubber chicken, I was came from your mind, but is that you know something that Weird Al says? I just need a dance here, and he puts you in charge, or does he have like idea? And he says, I kind of want the dance to look a little bit or work like maybe beat it or something like that. How does how does that whole you know choreographing the song work?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I can't remember who it was, but he actually had a choreographer, um, so to speak. Um, Oh, okay. I wish I could remember who it was. I can't, um, unfortunately. Um, He, I think he was, he helped pull people together for Weird Al, but when we kind of got to rehearsals, I was the one who had been in Beat It, and so I was the one who kind of knew the steps. So um, I politely just kind of, they asked me, would I just show everybody the movement and stuff like that? And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I just took it upon to do it okay um but i didn't take the credit uh i don't remember who uh, again sorry guys i can't remember the guy who who did it but um he was just basically helping weird out out um because it was already it we were taking the same choreography and just mimicking it and making some uh funny (laughs) 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 but it was the same choreography basically yeah yeah
1: Now, every indication of Al and Michael's interactions throughout the years had always seemed that they were on good terms and Michael Jackson was really generous in a number of ways. Did you ever speak about Weird Al and and, uh, being on Eat It with Michael?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, I worked with Michael for 17 years. So, um, you know, after he had seen Eat It, I think the next project I did with him was Smooth Criminal, actually. And... um, and and we talked about it, and he said, "I can't believe you did eat it." And I said, "Yeah, I did." And I told him I was the only one who did it. And he said, "I know, I know." And uh, he's yeah, you know, he wanted to know everything. Did I have a good time? What was Weird Al like? Was he fun? And yeah, I said yeah. And I said, you know, you should meet him sometime. And he goes, "Oh no, I, I will meet him sometime. I will," you know. And I don't know if they did. I, I I hope they did because you know, then Weird Al did Fat after that, after Bad, right. And he, and went, went on, but um, you know, Michael was a great guy and he had a great sense of humor I mean, a sick sense of humor and never really got to do much with it, he was always so taken care of and kind of hidden And right, I guess when you're that faint, it takes a toll but, you know, there was one time when we were shooting, um, what were we shooting um, I think it was uh, Black or White, and Macaulay mm-hmm. Culkin was on the set because he was one of the kids I was using and part of it and Michael Jackson said, he, he looked at me across the room one time. We were having lunch and he goes, Vince, come here, come here. So I went with him. We went up onto the top of the roof of this building at Culver Studios and threw water balloons, <laughs> water balloons down on everybody. <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs> talking to me. Yeah. So, you know,
0: there's
3: a little bit
2: of that in there somewhere. What can I say? You know? wow. I, I hope they did meet. I, I think they probably would have had some great laughs together. He, yeah. Jackson really did have a great sense of humor, a really great sense of humor. I'll tell you another quick, funny thing with Mike. Um, in black and white, the same thing. Uh, at first he said, I don't think we're going to do much dancing in this. And I said, really? And then he said, well, okay, okay, we will. Let's, let's do some dancing. So I started to create all these things <laughs> and I said, you know, it would be great. Maybe we could have like some, you know, uh, dancers from East India or or African dance or, you know, stuff like this. Maybe we could have American Indians coming down the hills. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could maybe I could have a headdress on, you know. And I said, well, I'm not quite sure about that part. But, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. Then <laughs> this is what he said to me. He said, well, you know what? Because it's black and white. What if we have a bunch of black people picking cotton for a white slave owner? And I said, uh Oh okay, mm. uh, okay. <laughs> and he slapped me so hard on the back. He goes, "I can't believe you believed me! I can't believe." <laughs> you think I am? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, Michael! You know you got <laughs> you got me on that one. Man. You got me on that one. I was like tongue tied. What the heck do I yeah. do? White, white uh, black slaves. I mean, my God, really?" <laughs> he was crazy he was so funny and really really crazy and i just hope he did have a chance to meet at some point because like i said i know mike really enjoyed weird Al's work and uh we laughed about it a lot yeah that's so
1: fun yeah i love to hear that
2: (laughs) oh good guys
0: so Vince, I want to ask a little bit more about Michael Jackson uh sure. and some of the other uh videos you were in. Uh of course I I, I didn't know this till I till I saw it in your, your book, but you were in you were a zombie dancer in Thriller, which is incredible because that is another iconic Michael Jackson video. And uh oh, yeah, we actually had a guest on our podcast uh, a while back. She also worked with Weird Al. She's uh, behind the iconic uh, fat suit and costume. And she was also a zombie in the Michael Jackson thriller video. Her name is Kamala Henneman. I'm just wondering if you uh, had any interactions or remember Kamala.
2: She wasn't a zombie in the Michael J- in thriller. No. Uh -uh. Oh, she
0: did some, she did makeup and she said she was a zombie in the beginning. Maybe it was, maybe recorded at a different time. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of
2: extra zombies that came crawling out of the ground and stuff like that. Sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you meant one of the dancing zombies. Oh, no, Um, no,
0: she was not a dancer. I should have been clearer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure she could have absolutely been one of those other zombies because I wasn't part of that. And uh, that was shot with, John Landis shot that in different location than Uh, where we shot it. Yeah, so I didn't really interact with many of those other uh, of the of the other actors and stuff who came on to do the zombies. Um, no, I just was involved in the dancing part.
0: Yeah, let me ask you about that dance because I mean it, everybody in the world knows about that zombie dance and stuff. So how, how it's just the most one of the most iconic dances in the world. Yeah, I just want to hear it how that was uh, being the zombie dancer and of course the assistant choreographer on on Thriller.
2: Well, the fun part was. You know, this Michael Jackson had now had a couple of these under his belt. So when he came in for Thriller, it was a little bit different. He had matured. He had kind of come into his own a little bit more. He was a little bit more talkative. He was a lot more fun in rehearsal. Uh, He wasn't as nervous or timid or shy. And the funny thing was he walked into the room. I already worked with Michael Peters for a day or two prior so that Michael Peters could put all the the steps together. And uh, then Michael Jackson came in and joined us. And um, before we even showed him anything, he said, no, I don't, I just, I don't want it to look like ballet. I want the, I want the zombies to be scary, really scary. So we showed him what Michael Peters had created and he jumped around the room. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So he learned it. and And for the first time he started to put a little bit of input um give us a little bit of input you know what if we do this on this beat instead and things like that he didn't really change the movement but he changed some of the emphasis of the beats and and Uh maybe angle here and there but the funny thing was the second day he came in for rehearsal he came in in full monster makeup (laughs) full monster makeup wow (laughs) he came in i mean he he had uh, I mean, it was, he wasn't the werewolf. It was just monster makeup. He right. had like cheeks, bulging eyes, this huge forehead. I don't know who did the makeup on <laughs> When he walked into the room, the first thing he said to Michael Peters and me was, come on guys, let's stand in front of the mirror and make monster faces. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so to stand in front of the mirror like, 45 minutes or something going like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> I mean, crazy. absolutely insane, wow. you know, but that's what he was like. He, 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 he loved to, uh, he loved to get into characters and he, you know, he loved to wear costumes and, and, and clothes that would make him feel like the characters he was going to play. Um, and, and, And it was great. And this time when he came into rehearsal with all the dancers, again, he had gone home and worked his butt off. We knew because he was flawless when he came in and everybody was so nervous. Uh, Most of the people had not worked with him. There were just a couple, I think it was one other guy who had been in Beat It with me, but uh, as dancers. But he was so sweet and everyone was scared to death. And the minute he came in and just started working his charm and being his sweet, humble self, everybody fell in love and we worked our butts off. And I remember him at the end of the day, leaving and saying, thank you, everybody. We're going to make history. And we did make history. Yeah, we did. did. (laughs) You did. Wow. When you, you guys, you know, guys, when you think about it, you know, and this has really hit me because Michael Peters passed away many years ago and I'm often called up by, I, in fact, I'm going to Dayton, Ohio to uh, teach a weekend of thriller classes. Um, I, I've never been to Dayton, Ohio, but, I, you know, what, what, what amazes me when you think about this, and, and, and you mentioned it a second ago, but this is probably the most danced piece of choreography oh, yeah. in, the, wait, in the history of the world. In the history of the world, when you think about it, I mean, that one little passage from from Thriller, almost everybody at some point has done at least part of it. At least they put their hands up to the left and the right with those claws, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's absolutely shocking when you think about it, that of all the dance that's happened in the history of the world, Thriller has probably been danced by more people than anybody else since the beginning of time. It's shocking, but it's probably oh, yeah. true. Yeah, probably <laughs> I, true. I would
0: believe that. I would
1: believe that.
2: <laughs> and everybody loves doing it, uh, yeah. and that's the fun part. It's you fun. Know. It's fun, right? Everybody oh, does it. It's, it's fun to so do. Much, yeah. It's fun to
1: watch. It's yeah. It's just it's a it's a good
2: time for everyone. Yeah, you don't have to be a trained dancer. You don't have to look great because you're being a zombie. You <laughs> <You're know? right. laughs> You can have a, you know, rounded back or bent knees or whatever the heck it is. And who's going to who's going to call you on it? You know, so, yeah. No, zombies don't zombies always have straight legs. Zombies always point their toes. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> really, really.
1: So, Vincent, you just came out with a brand new book, Icons and Instincts, Choreographing and Directing Entertainment's Biggest Stars. Why is now the time that you've decided to reflect on your life and career with a book?
2: Well, you know, I'm older now and um, I, people, I've told some of these stories to people before and, and people are still always asking about them. And I'm so surprised that people still care, but in, in terms of Michael Jackson, for one thing, I get Facebook posts and, 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 and Instagram posts and stuff from people who's kids now i mean look the guy's been dead for what 12 years now or something and and here we go and and, and and 13 years and 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 little kids 3 and 4 years old are still imitating him and dancing like him it's a phenomenon it's an absolute phenomenon um but you know i'll tell you the other reason well i wanted to share those stories and i i didn't want to write a gossip rag i wanted to talk about these amazing people that i've had the pleasure of working with and and talked about their work process and 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 how we came up with these things. Not a behind the scene gossip rag, but a, a behind the scenes how to basically. Mm. And I thought that that would be fun for people who lived through so many of these iconic things throughout you know the eighties and nineties and even into the two thousands. Um, the other reason I wanted to do it is because doing what I do, being a dancer, being a choreographer. It, 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 it's not easy. It, it takes a lot of work and it was easier when I was doing it because you would walk into an audition and maybe there were 150 guys for five roles. Now there's like 5,000 guys for five <laughs> roles, you know, so, so easy to get discouraged. And I just, I just wanted people to know that who were interested to know that even though I've had a wonderfully successful life, um, that you still hear a lot of no's before you get that yes. And that trust yourself, trust your instincts, believe in yourself, listen to criticisms, make yourself better, study hard, prepare. And if you really have it in your heart and you really do all those things, there's no reason why you can't make it. But for all of us in this business, I'm I'm sure you guys have run into it too in yours. Um, You know, there's times when you just, it it seems impossible, like it's not gonna work. And I just wanted to be a positive voice to say to young artists that are out there, don't give up. Keep on going. It's it's difficult, but if this is really what your, your dream is, your goal in life is, follow your goal. Don't listen to people telling you it's going to be hard and it's going to be impossible and all of that. Just live your truth, live your reality and have a good time. If it doesn't work after a long time, if you're constantly bashing your head against the wall, be wise enough to change course, but don't do it before you've given it your best shot. So that's why I wrote my book.
1: I love that. That's so amazing. We Can Get Icons and Instincts, Choreographing and Directing Entertainment's Biggest Stars uh, by Vincent Patterson with Amy Toft uh, everywhere now. And it's an incredible book. We highly recommend it. And you know, I wanted to, before we go, mention, you know, we you don't just talk about Weird Al and Michael Jackson and, and Madonna in the book. Uh, I know Dave listed a couple. Uh, there's some really exciting names, uh, you know, uh, Mel Brooks and Robin Williams and Steve Martin. And I got to ask you about working with Lucille Ball, because, of course, Weird Al is a oh. huge fan of I Love Lucy and Lucille. So I would love to hear your experience with her. Okay.
2: Well, I had only one experience with Lucy, but it could not have been more perfect. Um, It was a big dance special. It was a television show. I think it was called CBS On The Air. And there was a big number for like 20 male dancers. And we had on pink top hats and pink long coattail tuxedos. And um, it was for B Arthur and Lucille Ball. Well... The gag was that it's this very classy dance. And at the end of it, the ladies are in the front and the guys are all lined up behind them. And they had selected two dancers, another guy and myself, to run off camera with whipped cream pies. Now, I'm sure if you even talk to Al, he's done it before. Whipped cream pies are impossible to throw from eight feet away and hit somebody (laughs) in the face. Yes, they're so light, right? (laughs) there's no weight to them you know whipped cream pies are designed to be they're the one that you smash people in the face with well right <laughs> that, was not, that was not the situation we had so for a week i had I, all during rehearsals i had whipped cream pies that i had to go and stand and, and and heave them against this just circle on the wall and i thought i was getting really good <laughs> So we got to the part part where we were about to throw the pies and the producers came running up to the other guy and myself and said, listen, you guys, this is the last shot of the day. We are running way over time. You have got to hit these ladies right smack in the middle of the face, because if you don't, they've got to go to back to hair and makeup and everybody's going to be upset. So not, you know, that kind of pressure on you already. So (laughs) my buddy and I go dancing off the side, we get the whipped cream pies, and on the on the queue we hurled those pies well my friend's pie went right smack in the middle of b arthur's face mine only skimmed lucy's head i was mortified <laughs> you heard this gr- universal groan <laughs> oh no. nobody talked to me during the break they had to take the ladies back with <laughs> all new hair and makeup and you know, <laughs> oh my gosh people were pissed especially the producers but it wasn't my fault so we come back We do it again. We get off. Guy, my other friend and I go running off. We get the cream pies, baby. I prayed to any god that existed. (laughs) Please let let me nail Lucy, please. (laughs) Well, I heard. I'm telling you, a a World Series pitcher, and it smacked her right between the eyes, and I thought her head was going to fall off. (laughs) She like went back. A bobblehead and a Chevy, and I am not kidding, you know. And it was perfect. It was perfect. It was okay, that's a wrap. Well, the fun part, that was fun. But later, what happened was I got onto the elevator, and Lucy and her husband were on the elevator. And I introduced myself and I said, Miss Ball, um, my name is Vincent Patterson, and I was the one who threw the pie in your face. And I'm so sorry that I missed the first time. And she said, in that gravelly voice from i think smoking chesterfields or whatever they were um oh honey you know i don't know why they gave you a damn whipped cream pie those things are those are impossible to throw from across the room she said but you know what's even harder than that and i said what she said throwing a pie at lucy and i thought oh my god you <laughs> lucy i love lucy yeah that, that yeah That was my Lucy. And I actually found this. I found this on YouTube. You can find it. You can watch. And, uh, I did a reading. I I did a reading at a local bookshop a couple of weeks ago, book soup. And I, I had a picture of that last frame of Lucy getting that pie (laughs) smack in the face and B. Arthur's a little off to the side. And I was like, so proud of myself, so, when I told that story and I held up that pie, everybody cheered. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Wow, it, was great. it was great. How incredible. That's my Lucy story. Yeah, guys. <laughs>
0: So Vincent, one of our uh, dream guests on the podcast is to have uh, Paul McCartney on the podcast, and you worked with him on Strangehold back in 1986. I'm just curious if you could tell us a little bit about working with Paul McCartney. I know Weird Al is a huge Paul McCartney fan, as everybody is.
2: Oh yeah, um, you know I I grew up with the Beatles. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I felt as a as a young young teenager that. Everything that the Beatles did was everything that I was about. Um, the look, I wanted to look like that. I even bought a Beetle wig and wore it around. How sick was that? <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> I was so into the Beatles. I just couldn't believe it. I listened to every album and I thought, oh, my God, they wrote it's about my life. You know, so when I got into choreography and and this was because of Bob Giraldi, Bob Giraldi directed this one video for Paul uh, called Stranglehold. And. There were no dancers. And I, and I asked Bob, what do you want me there for? And he said, you know, I, I talked to Paul and he said, yeah, come on out, you know, and and, and stage the band and, and help him out a little bit. And so we went out into the, uh, the desert outside of Tucson and uh, were there for several days. And we all had like trailers and campers. And um, Paul McCartney was such a sweet, sweet man. Um, his wife, Linda, was there at the time and his two kids who were young. Stella was a kid then. Oh my God, so far away from being the fashion designer that she is now. And it was just so sweet. And we, you know, we ate together, we hung together, everybody, the whole crew. But that's what he was like. He was such a down to earth guy, just just a stupendously wonderful, warm, charming man. Um, And fortunate for for me, I got to work with Ringo and George. Uh, Oh, cool. So, yeah. It was phenomenal. I did a video with Ringo. Uh, I mean, I did a commercial with Ringo uh, directed by Joe Pitka about uh, it ain't your father's old Oldsmobile anymore. And there was just one crazy, crazy scene with him where he gets like pushed and he winds up sliding down this long, long banquet table. And it was crazy. He was a maniac. I'm telling you, and George, George was like, totally the opposite. George was more like Michael Jackson in the quiet time. Hmm. He was Hmm. so, nothing fazed him. He was so sweet. He was so just quiet. And, and there was this one crazy part in this video. The video was called, I got my mind set on you. And he was sitting in this chair through the whole video. And then at one moment it turns into a dance double who does these bizarre uh, uh, almost Cirque du Soleil acrobatics all over this chair. And uh, and then all of a sudden the camera does a little switch and George is sitting back down, very cool, calm, and collected as if he had just done this whole piece himself. So, you know, I, I was so fortunate to get to work with all those three guys. I mean, they were my heroes for so long. And to find out as well that your heroes are great people and kind people and fun people... You know, it only makes your life happier. What can I say?
1: That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Vincent, for sharing these awesome stories with us and telling us about working with Al and and Michael Jackson and the rest. Uh, we, We hope everyone like us checks out Icons and Instincts, Choreographing and Directing, Entertainment's Biggest Stars, your brand new book. It's excellent. It has a picture in the book. Taken by John Bermuda Schwartz of You with Weird Al. How cool is that?
2: Absolutely. Oh, I needed to put that in there. You know, I've done many things, but I when Bermuda sent me those pictures, I said, can I put one of these in here, please, please? He goes, are you kidding? Yes. So it was my honor. Oh, my God. One of my favorite things ever.
1: So awesome thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you guys. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ethan. i really enjoyed it and I really enjoy your podcast. I've listened to it a lot and you have wonderfully eclectic people on there and it's always fun and always exciting and it's truly an honor to be part of it. So thank you guys very much.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Vincent Patterson. That was such a fun interview. If you liked hearing from Vincent, and we have to imagine you did, be sure to pick up his book, Icons and instincts, choreographing and directing entertainment's biggest stars.
1: Plus, you'll need it for your weird owl collection. And be sure to check out VincentPatterson.com and give him a follow on social media. Dave, I could not stop laughing that whole interview. What a great time with Vincent. Ooh, well, that
0: noise means that we have a message on our 347 spatula hotline, the official hotline of David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. All right,
2: Frank, let's hear it. Hello, this is Steven, and I was just looking through my book of The Illustrated Al, and I happened to see that on uh, one of the pages for Good Old Days
3: is the hotline number for Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch podcast. And I just had to
0: call him and tell you guys. Hi. Wow, great eyes, Stephen! Now, the good old days section of the Illustrated Owl was conceived and illustrated by our good friends, Jeff McClelland and Jeff McComsey.
1: Well, luckily, you didn't have to look far to figure out how to give us a call. Well, we want to give a shout-out also to our listener, Ian, who also recently noticed the phone number and posted it over on our Facebook group at group.2000inch.com. This episode
0: is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota,, be uh, beautiful!
1: It's also burlesque. Darwin Divine Dancers is Darwin's premier burlesque school. Vavavoom! I had no idea that there was a burlesque school in Darwin. Indeed, workshops, classes, and shows are available for dancers of all skills. As long as you're 18. Wait a minute. If I attend a class or workshop, Do I need to remove my clothes? According to their website, no, we do not remove our clothes in class. Even at our student showcase, it's up to you how much you want to remove. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. And I
0: think I'm going to start out totally naked and put my clothes back on.
1: That's certainly up to you, Dave. Don't miss their next show on March 4th. Ooh, March 4th. Well, I guess I'm going to need to get myself back to Darwin, Minnesota. Oh, actually, this is in Darwin, Australia.
0: Ah, now it makes total sense.
1: So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next Burl Expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz.
0: Dave and Ethan's 2000 It's Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters Javier, Scott, UH Jeff, Nancy, Mike, Matthew, Kenneth, Gus and Alicia, Allison, Adriana, Ajax, Jake, Zeb, Zach, Danabee, Blair, and Kev. Also, thanks to Chris and everyone else in our pretty stinkin' majestic
1: Patreon family. If you enjoy our fantastically fun, freaky, family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your very own name mentioned on the podcast, plus your own private RSS feed, and access to secret episodes. And now would be the perfect time to join if you have not joined
0: already, because not only will you be the first to hear our remaining The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour Concert Review Bonus Episodes of 2022, you will also be the first to hear our brand new We're the Al Yankovic Story Insider bonus episode series and all of our brand new upcoming 2023 ridiculously self-indulgent
1: bonus episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our fine podcast. You should be sure to pick up your very own podcast logo coffee mug. Don't drink coffee or tea? It's also convenient for tossing boiling hot liquids at our lousy intern, Frank.
0: We love
1: hearing from our
0: listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump the Goody-related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and past guests over at Weird Podcast. Dot com or
1: Now, we shouldn't even have to say this, but each and every past episode of Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al podcast is archived on our website, including every single Inch episode and every single bonus episode, so you can listen to them for free anytime your little heart desires. That's right. You do not need to wait for new episodes of the podcast to drop on Wednesdays. If you have a need to hear Dave and my soothing voices, be sure to take a listen to our back catalog, will
0: ya? Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, it will also help you correctly remember the name of the owner of Spatula City. Plus, we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347-Spatula, as seen in the illustrated Al. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a
1: future episode. Thank you once again to our guest, Vincent Patterson. We also want to thank UH Jeff Ducera, Chloe, Kim Dower, John Bermuder Schwartz, Jeremy Samples, Stephen, Ian, Jackie Rossi, Aaron Henry, Alexis Adams, Mike Minnick, J.W. Halford, Madeline McDonald, Jason McDonald, Jeff Morris, Dice Equilibrium, and Cy Grimsley. Thank you to Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you, as always, for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000 Itch Weird Al podcast. And until we meet again, remember to gill and chill. Jeff, can I give one suggestion for what I think should be a stretch goal?
3: Yes, please, go ahead.
1: I think there should be a Blu-ray special feature where you can turn on a Chloe commentary track where Chloe just meows the whole film. (laughs)
3: Let me look into what what that'll take. Um, I think we can make it happen. I think you're right. Special edition, special Dave and Ethan edition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's Chloe and Dave and I meowing the whole time
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sold and sold
0: That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast Episode 185 inch
1: Next in line for another Weird Al tattoo
2: I'm going to take a picture in the shirt holding up the rubber chicken. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just for you guys. I love it. I love oh, it. Perfect. Perfect.
0: <laughs> love it.